Hello listeners, this is Rand from Randomosity. Obviously, I'm your host. And I'm going to do something a little different today. Well, I'm going to do a little intro before I tell you what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to do another watch party, but it's going to be by myself, of course. So it's not really a watch party when I'm doing it by myself, but it's a party anyway. And this movie that I'm going to be watching is a classic uh, let's see. It, yep, it's a classic 80s movie. And since it's on a Sunday, I'm going to be watching something more family-friendly. And with this... And the reason I'm doing this is because, um... Well, last time I got some... I did a watch party for The Fly, the 1986 Fly movie with Jeff Goldblum. It was, like, my first time watching it all the way through. So I'm going to watch another movie set in the 80s and it's going to be Halloween based since this is the month of October and we're all about Halloween for this month. So this movie that I'm going to be doing is Labyrinth with David Bowie, the late David Bowie. And I hear rumors that they're going to try to make a sequel of this and it'll be hard to do that with David Bowie not being in the picture literally because passed away so I think the only way they could do a sequel to this justly is if they used um, some technology to use his voice from the past and try to replicate it and make some sentences from there or even hire a voice actor who sounds just like David Bowie that's the only thing I can think of and as far as like trying to recreate him physically they would have to create like a CGI version of him like they did in, um, what was the movie, a Rogue One with a late actor in that one. And they did a good job with that one. So if they do something similar to that for a sequel for Labyrinth, that would be cool. And maybe even try some deep fakes of that for um, Labyrinth. Because I've noticed that, like online, I've noticed that some deep fakes look better than CGI. And if they were going to take advantage of the deep fix and learn how to master it. And also, it's a lot cheaper than using CGI, quite honestly. And I want to try to learn how to do that. I want to try to use as much practical effects and um, um, free stuff as much as I can with, like, making films and whatnot. But, yeah, so that, that's why here I don't know if it's going to happen now. Like, a lot of things have been on hold because of COVID, but we'll see if it picks up from there and... If it does, I think that that's what they should do. Uh, just use uh, deepfakes or CGI t or voice actors for uh, David Bowie to come back and just also practical effects with uh, the puppeteer and no CGI puppets because I think that would be uh, defeating the purpose of like the Jim Henson usage of puppeteering and movie magic. And I just love movie magic. So that's why it's like a good classic. Some people don't like Labyrinth. I do. And it's got like a kind of like a nostalgic feel for me. And also it reminds me of like me growing up, obviously. Like I had had an old sister that would uh, listen to that song, like Dance Magic Dance, and would just love um, playing that song. She was like um, phenomenal, well, with like technology because she got, this was before like, I guess, uh, recording music 
like downloading like piracy i guess i guess you could call it that with like napster and everything but what she did even before like napster and stuff not saying that she did something illegally but um what she did she got a cassette player like a stereo and pressed the speakers against the speakers of the tv and got a cassette player and pressed record and while she pressed record uh, the speakers would act as a recorder and would record the music from the movie and or the audio from the movie and so she would record it and it would be on the cassette player and it would be perfect it would sound just the same and she would i remember she would even do this and when she would do this she would have us to be like super quiet so that she wouldn't get any background noise like us like talking and stuff like that so she was really smart with the technology she knew how to work it and so she that's just, like, uh, one thing that I really like about this movie. It's, like, I've got fond memories about my sister watching this movie, and I just feel it would be good to watch this movie again. And this time with, like, my commentary on things. Like, um, what I noticed the umpteenth time around or whatever. And so, yeah. So I'm going to take a little break, and then we're going to get on watching the movie Labyrinth. Okay, listeners, I'm back. So, as I said before, I'm going to get started on watching the movie Labyrinth. And I'm going to press play right now, and you're going to hear my commentary and also the movie as well as we're watching. So let's sit tight and listen to the movie, <laughs> since that's all you can do with a radio or a podcast. So here we go. All right. I'm going to turn it up so you can hear. Star Pictures. I wonder how old that movie is. Oh, a Hanson and Lucas film. Well, mostly a Jim Hanson film. Ugh. Introduction. Oh, at first I thought those were bats. Those were owls. Can't see that, obviously, because it's a podcast. <laughs> I wonder if they thought, like, David Bowie was a good singer, so they decided to cast him in here so that he can get some songs in this movie. A few moments later. Finally. Looks like the shaggy dog. Oh no, Mullen. I don't believe it. It's seven o'clock. Come on. Come on. Huh. A puppet foreshadow. 
And the puppet looks like one of those little creatures. Ooh, where the wild things are. Book. That's a good book. They should make that into... Well, they did make it into a movie, but it wasn't that good. Well, it was okay. Wizard of Oz book. Snow White. It's got a lot, a lot of books there. Robin Hood reference. The Fox one. My favorite. That's a classic. She's so dramatic. King of the goblins had fallen in love with the girl, and he had given her certain powers. So one night, when the baby had been particularly cruel to her, she called on the goblins for help. Listen. We were watching that part. I got scared because of the puppets. As <laughs> a little kid. And we'll take the baby to the goblin city. I always thought that the puppets were actually real, like those were real goblins, too. Stop it! Stop it! I'll say the words! No, I mustn't. I mustn't say. I wish. I wish. Say what? She's gonna summon Beetlejuice and call him three times! She's going to say the words! Beetlejuice. I think she has to say Goblin King tw three times. And silence fills the air. Did it work? Or did she have to summon Beetlejuice? Changeling. It's got some changeling folk folklore in there. When a baby is taken, it's replaced by a changeling. <laughs> Nothing. There are goblins everywhere. Hiding in places. And the owl just came in. And a silhouette of the Goblin King. David Bowie and his poofed up hair.
He's there, in my castle. First, start on the left and straight on till morning. Or just around the corner. Do you still want to look for him? The labyrinth. Does it look a, that hard? It's amazing. Feeder sentient. Huh. He's just killing the fairies <laughs> like they're bugs. He's counting just like Gimli is. Gimli and Legolas from Lord of the Rings. He's counting how many he's going to kill. I'm sitting well on 53. <laughs> 43 or something. Hogwarts. His name is Hoggle, and she called him Hogwarts. I wonder if that was like um, what inspired Hogwarts for Harry Potter. That would be very interesting, and could be plagiarism for J.K. Rowling again. <laughs> she does steal a lot of ideas. Ay ay ay! Eyes on those moss things. You could jump over the wall. That's how you can beat a labyrinth, really. Does it? Maybe I'm just taking it for granted. Hello. Oh, the little caterpillar. Did you say hello? No, I said hello, but that's close enough. Hello. <laughs> A L L O. Yeah, oh, it's a worm. You Looks like a caterpillar, though, because he has hair. That is actually a cool illusion. That's where she wants to go, you silly goose. Oh, that kid would be so traumatized with all those creepy looking puppets. 
This is a song about my sister recorded when she was younger. changing my marks. What a horrible place this is. It's not fair. Oh, it is a maze. It's not fair. <laughs> but that's only half of it. This was a dead end a minute ago. No, that's the dead end behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Those puppets are like, uh, 
cards. Like we game cards. It's definitely got some Alice in Wonderland references on this. Especially with these puppets, because there's like a one head at the bottom, one head at the top. Kind of like a regular face cards, but they're puppets and they look crazy. False alarms. <laughs> oh no, you're not. Oh, shut up. I'm sorry, just do it my job. Well, you don't have to do it to us. Beware, Bowser. Forget it. Oh, please. I haven't said it for such a long time. <laughs> All right, but don't expect a big reaction. No, 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 of course not. But the path you will take will lead to certain destruction. Thank you very much. They're literally false alarms. La la la, your majesty. What a nice surprise. Hello, Edward. Hogwarts. Hogwarts. <laughs> Hogwarts. Pig farts. Helping in what sense? You see, you've got to understand my position. I'm a coward, and Sheriff scares me. What kind of position is that? No position. That's my point. And you wouldn't be so brave if you'd ever smelt the ball of eternal stench. <laughs> so does the smell? No, believe me, that's enough. But the worst thing is, if you so much as put a foot in the ball of stench, you'll smell that for the rest of your life. Hmm. Maybe like durian. I think the whole theme of this movie is about not being fair or nothing is fair. Excuse me, please, but can you help me? Oh, young girl. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Huh. Who is this? Hmm? My friend. Oh, yes. And what can I do for you? Please, can you tell that is, I have to get to the castle to center the labyrinth. Do you know the way? Ah. He's got a bird on his head, so he's probably a bird brain. I wonder if the bird brain kind of inspired uh, Harry Potter with like the hat talking. There's like a lot of inspiration that I think J.K. Rowling took from watching this. 
Well, you did say that he was a coward, so... Well, I'm not afraid. Things aren't always what they seem. I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> In that context, I could sound like something else. This scene is so weird. These puppets take their arms and legs apart. You can tell, like, with the background, they're using either a blue or a green screen, and you can tell it's, like, way out of place. It's a cool idea. But if only they could, like, perfect the background a little bit better. That is kind of creepy. <laughs> them taking their eyes out. You can tell these be like cause a nightmare for younger kids. How do they survive with their limbs taken off? Inspired nearly as headless neck for Harry Potter. Also, another uh, Alice in Wonderland reference, like off with her head. This is basically a retelling of Alice in Wonderland, but in Jim Hansen form. <laughs> it's like, off with her head! Oh my god! 
I wonder if durian's in there too. If you haven't tried durian, it's an acquired taste and also has an interesting smell. <laughs> it reminds me of the character from Treasure Planet that uh, speaks in flatulence. <laughs> Ooh, that just made it worse. If I can smell it. Fox. Can he not smell? If it's that simple, it's like, speak friend and enter. <laughs> For other moving rocks. Uh, but wait, where's the logic in that? <laughs> I mean, those rocks are wet with the stench of that. I don't know. If they're soaked with it, wouldn't she just get wet from it? And I don't know. I don't see the logic in that. That's from the movie, not from me. Hey, that's the shaggy dog. That's her dog, isn't it? Her dog's named Merlin. Not me. That was a TV. <laughs> Excuse us, I think they recycled the dog. They had him play Merlin and Ambrosius, or whatever his name is. Oh, that's an interesting. At the beginning, it had the Book of Snow White. And he, he was given that glass orb that uh, David Bowie's character always held, but it turned into a peach. 
not quite an apple to turn into a peach. So he's going to try to give uh, Sarah the peach, and then she'll die, get poisoned and stuff. So that's my prediction. It's been a while since I've seen this, so I can't remember how this movie goes. But yeah, that's my prediction on that one. Ambrosius, that's the name. Millions of peaches, peaches for me. Millions of peaches, peaches for free. Tastes strange. Yeah, it doesn't taste like an apple. It tastes like a peach. It's trying like a masquerade dance. And Sarah's in there. This kind of reminds me of the movie Legend with Tom Cruise and the one girl who played Sloane on Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Forgot her name. I wonder if they took this scene from the movie Legend or vice versa. With like the... Kind of like a similar setup. It has like the Goblin King wanting to dance with the... With the main character girl. And she has a new dress on, and something in the legend. Darkness wanted to dance with a girl, and she has a new dress on, so... I'm wondering if that has, like, similar concept, like... Well, similar ideas that were just, like... Maybe, what's the word? A zeitgeist. Of, like, taking some of these ideas, or, like, having similar ideas. Because it's almost uncanny. Probably not. But you didn't want a friend. You wanted just you, yourself, and Hogwarts. <laughs> she's like a doll collector. Or like, she's a hoarder! Very materialistic. She's attaching all the stuff on her so that she can slowly become her a hoarder. The gates are closing. trying to say who goes there, but he keeps saying who goes. He needs to finish the sentence.
Huh, there's a cat there. More if the cat represents that it's like all deja vu. Just like from the Matrix. That puppet looks like Genghis Khan. Surprise, mother! the other way around. opens the wall of the house and gets in. Oh no! 
called it. A bunch of boulders coming in to save the day. I wonder if he summoned the boulder in, like, Indiana Jones. <laughs> It's like if Steven Spielberg directed this and it was like, oh, one boulder worked in Nina Jones. We'll just have a bunch of baby boulders roll in and knock everybody over. Like bowling pins. All these boulders are sentient. It's like Attack of the Tomatoes, but in rock form. <laughs> Even the pebbles are moving around. Fired you. That'll be something somebody said for when they actually got fired from their job. Over the staircases. This is probably inspired Harry Potter too. The staircases going in different directions and going up and down and sideways. Yeah, J.K. Rowling, you beef. That's kind of contradictory because he wants to rule over her and then he wants to be her slave. Weird. Okay. All her friends are in the mirror. That's another Alice in Wonderland reference, like into the looking glass. Oh, there's a cat's poster in there. And the owl is ever watching them.
And that's the end of Labyrinth. So we're going to take a little break, and I'll talk about my review on it, what I liked about it, what I didn't like about it, and a lot of references that I found along the way that I already mentioned. So, take a little break here. Hello listeners, I'm back. And, yeah, that was uh, me reacting to the Labyrinth and doing my own commentary on there. So, it's been years since I've seen Labyrinth, so it was good to see it again and uh, kind of relate it to things that are happening right now. But anyway, so, my review, review and also um, intake on Labyrinth. Uh, like I said before, while watching this movie, I think it's a, a Jim Hansen version of Alice in Wonderland, first off. So I'll get with that. Well, I'll explain my reasoning to that one first. Um, well, she gets lost into in this uh, maze, like another world, and just like with Alice in, in Wonderland, she goes to this, like, um, this Wonderland, and she's in this, like, goblin city, basically. And she meets with the Goblin King, who is kind of like the Queen of Hearts in a way, but in male form. And there's some references, like there's um, Hoggle, who is sometimes referred to Hogwarts, which I will get to that reference later, because I, yeah, I'll get to that later. But anyway, um, he's kind of like the the Cheshire Cat character of this tale. He is trying to help her along the way, and finally gets to where she needed to be to find her stepbrother, uh, Toby. So he's the Cheshire Cat character in uh uh, Labyrinth. I almost said Legend. It was Labyrinth. It is Labyrinth. So that's my intake on that one. And or insight, what, what have you? Uh, what else is there? Um, those characters that like um, can take their limbs apart, like their heads, arms, and legs, and they can still be alive doing so. I think that's a reference to Alice in Wonderland with like. Um, the queen saying off with her head because these animals are taking their heads off and they're also trying to figure out if they can take uh, Sarah's head off in the process. But since they can't because she, her head is like well attached, they get kind of frustrated that they're not playing the game right, that they have to uh, be off with her head and stuff like that. So that's one thing that's another reference to Alice in Wonderland. Um, what else is there? There are two characters that were near a doorway that she had, like, Sarah, the main character, had to solve a riddle for. And these characters uh, looked like face cards, like living face cards uh, that you would see on a deck, a deck of cards, basically. And they would have, like, one head that's um, upright with their limbs also upright, and then another head that appeared below them that had limbs down there as well. So it's kind of like you would see those face cards of like the Jack, the Queen, and the King, and they would have they would have like uh, polar sides like a uh, the head of a Jack is on top and the and also on the bottom. So same thing with these creatures. So and that's basically a reference to Alice in Wonderland with those cards that you would see in the movie and also from the book Alice in Wonderland. 
So there's that. And also at the beginning, you would see, I, I personally thought that this worm was a caterpillar when I first saw it. It was blue, just like the caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland movie. I don't know if the caterpillar was blue in the book. It's been a while since I read the book, but yeah, there is a caterpillar in there. And he made it clear that he was a worm and not a caterpillar. So he had like a really small uh, role in this one of like telling her where to go. Very small. Quite literally, even though it was like really, and it was like a really small puppet too. So, yeah. So that's a reference to the caterpillar who appears in Alice in Wonderland in both the movie and the book. So there's that reference there. And let's see what else. What are there some other references we got here? Um, the other one is, um, I guess, the mirror that she sees at the end uh, when she is home safe and everything, and she looks through the mirror and sees the characters who helped her along the way with um, Hoggle, uh, that one fox character, I forgot his name, it starts with a D, and he has a dog named Ambrosius, I think. But I think it's like a, I think the dog is also Merlin. Like they recycled the dog to be playing two characters. That's what I think anyway. If you watch the movie again, you can get an idea on that. But anyway, so with her looking at the mirror, it's kind of like Alice in Wonderland um, looking into the mirror, into the, uh, look, uh, into the looking mirror, or I forgot the, se the name of the sequel. But it's just like that when she's like looking through the mirror, and it's like another world that she's looking into. Because whenever she's like looking, whenever Sarah is looking into the mirror and she sees those characters, she looks behind her to see if they're actually physically there, but they're not. They're only in the mirror. But it wasn't until the the very end that they appear in her room, and she's like safe and sound. So yeah. So those are my references for um, that I found that were parallels to the Alice in Wonderland book and movie that um, was used for this uh, Jim Henson mo movie, The Labyrinth. So, yeah. And if you don't believe me, you can watch it again. It's on Amazon Prime. You can watch it for free if you have the Amazon subscription. So, yeah. Highly recommend it. If you, again, if you don't believe that um, this movie is basically a retelling of Alice in Wonderland in Jim Henson form, uh, watch it for yourself and look for those uh, little Easter eggs because they are there. They're definitely there. And I'm going to take a minor break. Hopefully I'll get like a, more sponsors on this. And I'll come back really briefly. And I'll talk about some other things that I found that, were, that could possibly be references to Harry, the Harry Potter world. Okay, I'm back. And going back to the labyrinth and what I mentioned before... Uh, there are some Harry Potter references in there, like before Harry Potter was a thing. Because Harry Potter was first, if I remember, if my memory serves me right, uh, Harry Potter was first published in 1999. And this movie, Labyrinth, was in the 80s. It was made in the 80s. And there was like a, a lot of things that I think J.K. Rowling stole from this movie and like gained inspiration or maybe it was Zeitgeist, who knows? But uh, some of the th similarities I found in here were just uncanny. There are goblins in this one. There's also goblins in Harry Potter. Um, one of the goblins is named um, Hoggle, but they they misuse his name. Like they name him differently and call him Hogwarts. 
And I find that was interesting when I saw that. Well, I was watching the movie with subtitles so I could um, understand what was going on because I would have definitely missed it if I didn't have subtitles on there. But the subtitles read that they they accidentally called him Hogwart instead of Hoggle. So I was like, hmm, interesting. I wonder if J.K. Rowling was like watching this movie and just gained inspiration for Harry Potter a little bit. It's like, Hogwart. That would be a cool name for a school. So that's what I think. Yeah, if you don't believe me, uh, watch this movie with subtitles and go to the scene where his name is uh, um, called differently with Hoggle's name being Hogwart and you'll you'll see that it's there. Just put the subtitles on and you'll see that it's there. And some other things I noticed is like... Um, what else have I noticed? Um, the owl in the movie... It looks just like Hedwig for Harry Potter, so J.K. Rowling was probably inspired to put like owls in her in her movies to be able to uh, send uh, letters or envelopes to people. I don't know where like uh, sending letters, like being like a pigeon bird or something like that. Like the owl is like a messenger, <laughs> so I don't know how that came to play, but that's one of them. And let's see, what else is in there? I mentioned goblins, I mentioned Hogwart. Um, I think so those are the three things I could think of. And yeah, I think that's it. I can't think of any. But if you can think of something that's also Harry Potter related, let me know. And um, we can just go from there. As for now, I think the three of them are big indicators because if like it's kind of like in the scriptures if, it, if there's uh, more than one witness then uh just like a good witness so there's been like more than one reference of harry potter in this even before harry potter was created or published in this case so maybe um harry potter was in its infancy in the 80s like jk rowling was just thinking about it and didn't put it down in a paper or i guess in napkins and until she was like on a train and just creating this idea of Harry, the Harry Potter world and whatnot. So, oh yeah, the staircases. Like if you watch in Labyrinth, you see these stairs leading to different locations and stuff. And it, after watching it, it kind of reminded me of those uh, moving staircases in Harry Potter. So if you watch those and compare the scene of Harry Potter with the moving staircases, it looks a lot like it like uncanny so yeah so there's four and if you can think of any more not trying to rhyme there but yeah just uh let me know and uh you can just look at that and find some more uh clues that would indicate that jk rowling got some inspiration from watching labyrinth and i think i call that a wrap on this one but yeah uh if you have any other movies you want me to watch for like Halloween, uh, comment on my posts or um, message me on Facebook or whatnot. And if you want to find me on Facebook or even on the Facebook page for Randomosity, it is on Facebook. Just look up Randomosity and message me there and uh, let me know like what movie I should review for this. And yeah, and also make sure to sponsor me. Uh, on anchor the best way you can and so that i can upload more videos for you guys and find some more videos for you or, or 
find some more movies that I can watch so I can do some live uh, reactions to it. So until then, uh, stay safe, uh, wear your masks, and uh, wash your hands, and toodles.